AI can never trump experience. And, and really, if you think about it, like we all have a phone in our pocket and it can answer any question we want in the world. Does that make us all wise or smarter even? No, it doesn't because people, for the most part, don't even know what's possible. So they couldn't even search for the thing that might make their life a million times better. And so what you have to do instead is experience life in real time and stumble through it and be frustrated until you find that thing that's going to uh, change your ability to work or or live life. Uh, so AI can't replace creatives for the most part. Um, let's say that they can replace bad creatives and they can replace bad marketers. This is Digital Marketer. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you'd be focused on to the cutting edge tactics and tools that are working today. Today, I have multiple guests, David Cannington, Adrian Boisel, and Brad Ball, and we're going to be discussing the role of AI in marketing and our uh, kind of predictions and thoughts on how AI can impact the marketing industry, the marketing profession, and whether we're all going to be out of jobs in the near future. So... Welcome, guys. Hey, hey. Hey. Hey, thanks for having us. All right. So I know a lot of marketers are uh, concerned, I would say, about their, you know, the impact of, say, PMAX on analytics and running paid ads on uh, creative uh, apps like Lensa uh, doing amazing graphic design work. And uh, just in general, the the concept of copywriting being done by uh, chat GDP or GPT. I get, I'm going to screw that up every single time. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, you no, know, if we won't have to write, we won't have to be creative with graphics or video. Uh, and even the content concepts can be come up with uh, AI. So let's just start. We'll just go uh, through each one of us. Uh, do you think AI is going to replace marketers? Uh, let's start with you, Brad. Uh, that is double-edged sword. It's yes and no. I think it's going to make some major changes to the marketing world uh, and jobs are going to shift, but it will it completely replace people? Um, yes and no. I like that. It's a little uh, PC, but... Uh, well, it's PC, but it's, I mean, <laughs> like for copy, you know, copywriters, for example, right? You, what AI can do right now can replace most copywriters, but you still have to have somebody manage the AI. And that's what's going to, you're going to have more managers and less creators to some extent. Um, and as AI evolves, because there's parts of it that are still not quite there yet. Those are the parts that are pretty amazing. And um, you know, some of the content you still have to review and edit or tweak. So the voice makes sense. That makes sense. So uh, yes and no. Yes and no. All right. Let's go to you, uh, David. Uh I believe that, like Brad said, ultimately, uh, uh, there are going to be a lot of managers that are learning how to manage the tools of AI. And just the same thing that when the dot-com boom happened, where everyone thought uh, that the websites were going to put all these industries completely out of business. Instead, the industries learned to take and adapt and use the tools of the internet to take and boost the performance of their business, I believe agencies can do the same. There are going to be some things that AI will do better. They will provide 
more accurate targeting for ads. It'll, it'll improve efficiency in ad creation. It'll be able to real-time optimization of ad campaigns or, or even personalized experiences for customers. But in all of that, it will, it will need someone at the top level to help take an architect the overall structure of what needs to be put in place. And there's still the human factor that needs to be implemented through AI tools as a whole. Love it. So AI as a tool, I, I agree with that. How about you, Adrian? Oh, I love this question. I want to take a pretty hard stance on this. I think it's going to shake out the loose hands, the people who are really not in it for the right reasons, mm-hmm. uh, who don't really have the passion for it, who are just trying to use it as a tool to make money. Um, I think it's going to eliminate a lot of those people and they're going to try to find something new, something different. Just like we see people go from the solar industry to the mortgage industry, to the car business, to the hottest new trends like we saw with NFTs to now everybody's an AI expert, right? So I think that we're going to see a lot of people jumping around like we've seen with all these different trends. Uh, but ultimately, you like I mean, picking back off what David said, you can't replace the psychological, the emotional, and even the, the creative flair that human beings have. And so it's just another tool in the bag. And I think people that don't use it are going to be regretting that in two, mm-hmm. three, four, five years. Uh, by not using it because the fact that I can take one of my illustrations, we did this yesterday with one of my artists in my community. I can take one of my illustrations that I did of a dirt biker. It was kind of like a a grunge styled t-shirt for my NorCal Enduro brand, taking this dirt bike guy and bringing it into mid journey and spitting out 16 different images that I could put on t-shirts within five minutes, 16 images in under five Mm -hmm. minutes that we spit out that were gorgeous. I mean, every single one of them, all I needed to do was put the NorCal Enduro logo underneath that are somewhere incorporating it into it. We took one of a California bear flag that I had and I put the California bear in that program and it spit out like five different, eight different versions of a bear on a dirt bike. And it was just unreal how fast you can implement this. But I think the the thing that nobody's talking about yet that I think is going to be really important that I'll be talking about throughout my content is the consent. Where is the consent for the artists like myself or the artists like Brad or for the artists like like David, where's the consent of where this stuff is actually coming from? Because right now, mid-journey and all these open open uh, AI and, and chat GPT is pulling from the entire internet, but not everybody's consenting to have their artwork used. And so I think if you look at websites like ArtStation, there are thousands of people that are on ArtStation that are protesting. They've literally changed their profile pictures and their images on their profiles to a straight red circle with a line through it that says no AI inside of it. And there's some that have a green circle with no line through it that says, you know, plus AI or whatever it says. But there are people that are consenting consenting to their artwork being used for AI and people that are not consenting to it. Mm. And you can see a great example of this on ArtStation. So I think that it's going to be a mixed bag, but I think a lot of people are going to enhance the quality of their work rather than take away. I think we're going to see even better design work and better creative than we've ever seen. And one quick example is stores will be able to run ad campaigns, online stores, big retail chains will be able to run ad campaigns with somebody's actual profile. They'll be able to get somebody's picture off of their social media profile and run an ad to them, showing those clothes on that specific person. So David touched on this with a personalization. I'll be able to see ads with the specific leather jacket or the specific hat on me because of AI. And that's really going to be powerful for targeting. Well, if... If I can speak briefly to what you said about the consent side of things, uh, you know, anytime there's there's an evolution of an industry or a specific product, the consent side is kind of like 
uh, neither here or there. All the people that that built the foundations of of how a certain industry was built, that uh, or sort of that that a new technology came in and took over. All that all that knowledge that was up here that was then put into a machine that replaced the human interaction that built the widget. A, a person figured out how to build a widget, and it took a, that person a long time how to build the widget in the first place. Like that's the same type of thing. Consent. Th those things. I hate to say that it's kind of like, uh, since I'm not a I'm not a creative, Brad's a creative. Uh, so, <laughs> since those things kind of have to be looked at, but at the same time, it's kind of like we're taking the foundations of human knowledge and putting them into a process, and uh, t taking that process and implementing uh, steps to take something that may take five hours to take five seconds, mm. and 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 if we take if we take the the foundations of the human knowledge, the consent of everything that's done before, and we say that we can produce something that's never been produced before, we can create more realistic images. We can we can we can uh, learn how to architect and uh, shape the way a specific uh, image or or campaign or process is supposed to work based upon the knowledge that was developed before it. If we take that and we learn how to do it. You know, I, I heard something that was said by um, you can go and Google this, but there was a there was a uh, uh, like a panel where uh, George W. Bush and Bill Clinton were on stage. And this was years ago. And they were talking about how through the implementation of AI, it was going to change uh, change industries to the point to where, you know, realistically, companies are going to have to be looking at three day work weeks because of the fact that. There's going to be all these things that are going to be replaced by, by, uh, by systems that that make everything so much easier. And so, could it help things be better? Yes. Could it eliminate jobs? Yes. Uh, could it? Uh, it's it's kind of we're kind of on that cusp right now to where it's going like this. It's it's just a, it's a, it's a a steady uh incline of 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 where it's learning and i really think the floodgates are about to open pretty soon where it's going to be a hockey stick and it's just going to shoot right up and and people are going to realize what they can actually do and it's not always going to be the creatives or the uh, that 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 realize it the people that are going to realize it are the cfos and the and the ctos and the people that uh, that have their fingers on budgets and they realize uh, they realize what can actually be done. I had this conversation with a uh, uh, one of our clients the other day, where he was talking to us about copywriting, and and there was a whole situation, and uh, and I pointed him to Jasper, and I told him, I said, you need to learn to get on on board with this because if you don't, your boss is going to learn is going to get on board with it. And if you don't know how to use this, and someone else does, it will put you out of a job. Yeah, I love that point because I think we, you know, as creatives or, you know, dealing with creatives a lot, you tend to default to like, oh, no, the creative jobs are going away. But the way I see it is that the creative jobs are probably the last jobs that it will replace. Because if you look at, like you were saying, the function of AI, who's easier to replace? An accountant who lives by a book of rules and numbers or a creative where all the concepts that they come up with are abstract and who knows where they came from. <laughs> um, so I do think that, you know, in terms of job roles, the, the accountants are going to have trouble. The IRS agents, except they work for the government, so they'll always have a job no matter how good the technology gets. 
but yeah, those those statistic functions or even just uh, pattern recognition is going to be much easier for an AI to process that information versus, uh, you know, abstract ideas. Uh, hmm. Now, on the creative front, uh, I also like how you said the, you know, where does that knowledge come from? And if I think of like, hey, I'm going to go make a banner, I have my inspiration board on Pinterest and I look at everybody's information mm -hmm. and I don't cite it <laughs> when I create something new. So even the the sourcing of the data, you know, as humans, we do it all the time. We call it inspiration rather than <laughs> stealing people's concepts. Uh, but if we were going to, if I design a banner, I'm like, where did this idea come from? And I needed to cite where the idea came from. I, one, I wouldn't know how to find the sources. And two, I don't even know because it happened in my head and it just occurred. So, well, and sometimes you have, you see something, you have an idea and you don't relate it to anything specific because there's nothing really new under the sun at this point. When you look at music. How many times is music reusing stuff from, say, Mozart or Bass, you know, as it has gone through history? I mean, I think Zeppelin was very guilty of that as well. You go back through history, there's really nothing new uh, necessarily. And there's only so many ways you can design a website header, right? Uh, or different things like that. And so as it, as it relates to um, AI, and there are some things where AI will, will have a hard time to replace. Uh, you know, as it relates to marketing and printing, there are some systems that can be created that AI could fulfill. But, you know, hey, we need a billboard. You know, how, you know, AI can it find that billboard? Is it going to work for the client? You know, what's the traffic? You get into some traditional marketing things, AI can only go so far. And, as, and we've had this conversation, I think, last time with uh, traditional marketing and, mar you know, digital marketing versus, you know, marketing as a whole that as Facebook gets more expensive, there's other means of advertising that agencies need to look at to get the reach they need to, or to get that right customer. And that's where I think AI will fall short in some of those traditional um, aspects that I think will come back uh, to some extent in the future. That makes sense. Well, and Adrian, I also like your point that you made about the um, the intense personalization. So if you combine that with, say, Brad's concept of, say, analog and digital marketing still needs a, a human hand in it. If you combine that with, uh, you know, customized ads based on the user, you know, because if I see myself in a cool jacket, yeah, I'll be much more likely to buy that jacket versus seeing some random model who's maybe a different body type or in a different environment than I'm in, then that's a much more effective means of advertising. Plus, you're yeah. not going to have any executive be like, I'm not going to use that based on humanity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're not going to do that. They're like money or jobs that will probably be replaced just like the horse and buggy and the car. Like I'm going to go for the cheapest option. That's going to give me what I want on top of the fact that most marketing people or, or just business executives in general don't care about where it comes from. They care that it works and they care that it's done fast and efficiently and cheaply, but where it came from now, no, not necessarily. So it's okay. And the relationship aspect of it too, right? Marketing at the end of the day is communication and communication is relationship building. So if you're focused on building relationships, the tools like AI that you have to speed up that relationship building process and to leverage those are like, if I do a video prospect, like if I'm a video to a prospect 
and make it really personal and talk about what they're doing and what I liked and where I, what I saw on their YouTube or their Facebook page. And I make it extremely personalized and show them that I took the time and effort to get to know them and who they are before I just sent them a, a, a direct message in, in Facebook or sent them a, a cold email, right? That difference in that communication and, and the chances of my response is going to be huge. AI is going to empower us to do that on a whole other level. Well, and I think just presenting the variations, because I, I don't know about you guys, but when I you know had my agency and I say, hey, here's the 10 logos, like here's the 10 options as the designer, you know, which option is right. You're like, no, based on what you said, what you're trying to achieve and your target market, like this is the right answer. I can't say that, but that's the right answer. And there's, probably, the, there's the option that you think you know what's right. Yes. Well, there's, yeah. a, there's a difference <laughs> because at the end of the day, like, creatives creators are awesome in creating illustrations that are that 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 are incredible that look visual but at the end of the day there's what you think is right but then if ai uh, says this is what will actually work because it's pull, it's pulling and it's auditing against real time data creative versus actual results there's a difference there yeah, but even that, even real-time data. And so I'll give an exa a creative example in marketing from when I was at Onnit. So uh, I sold my company Onnit back in 2014. I was essentially the content executive and I had to work with the creative team. Now the creative team was a bunch of guys who would prefer to play soccer and you know uh, have uh, smoke something in the back in the afternoon. That's all I did. <laughs> and I'd be like, what the hell's going on? Like, I'm just going to make the graphics myself. And they would always get super pissed because they're like, no, we we formed this brand. We formed all the elements of the creative aspect because they're 10 years ahead of what people are doing right now. And I said like, okay, that's that's some artist artist uh, BS and you want to do what you want. And that's, that's the end of the story. But now I look back and now it's been about 10 years and I'm they were completely right. The, the, the concepts they had were so ahead of their time that now everybody is following it 10 years later and nobody even realizes it because it's these lazy jerk creatives that <laughs> came up with it. Uh, but they did it. And so even the time frame that you're saying, where you're saying real time, the real time can't project, or at least I haven't seen it happen where they can project, here's what's going to be cool 10 years from now. And people will look back and say, here's where it started. I mean, really it could of course project cultural trends into the next 10 years but then you're talking about predicting the future which i don't think ai is doing yet but but maybe i'm wrong no, but I, just, I agree i agree with you on, i agree with you on that i think that uh i i think that i think that there's a possibility that trends will evolve faster uh hmm. because trend trends have already started uh since the advent of the internet uh, since it's it trends trends have to evolve faster because there's so many more communication points and so many things that have to be out there that uh that are put in front of people's eyes that that uh, we live in it we live in a in a we're in a world where we're seeing bites of it, little tiny bites of information instead of reading full-blown articles we're just reading headlines and and if they're consistently seeing that same thing over and over again those trends are going to take and evolve much faster no, well, well, and actually does propose a dangerous feedback loop of mm -hmm. it pulling the existing content, regurgitating it back into a new form that is essentially the same content. And then it just continues the cycle because that's what everybody is exposed to. And there's no consideration of should we be advancing this or not? And so mm -hmm. that's a concept I didn't even consider.
<laughs> is that we're going to be stuck in a never ending trend that never evolves because it doesn't have to anymore. So just in that vein, uh, do you think that's a, a danger in terms of everybody utilizing the same AI components? That's a tough one. I think yeah. that the creative, that creative flair, like the accidental, like some of my best design work I've ever done was like, I hit something on my keyboard by accident. All of a sudden it like did something. I was like, Whoa, what is that? Right. <laughs> that like those, cool. those happy accidents as, as Bob Ross likes to call it, like you can't recreate those you can't predict those and so i think when you input stuff like that into the ai system what it's going to spit out is going to be completely creative and unique something that nobody has so it's like the better question you ask the better answer it's going to give you right that applies to textual contextual and it's also creative i think in a lot of different ways so i think it's going to continue to grow but i, I do see that that potential for that kind of feedback loop of just kind of regurgitating the same stuff over and over and over again but it's going to be the growth I think that we're going to experience as human beings from it to be able to actually learn at a faster pace and then ask even better questions, right? A question while asked is a problem half, a question while asked is a problem half solved. I think the better question we ask, the better results we're going to start to see. And that's when that system is going to continue to evolve. Well, I do think that creatives in general will start to rebel against uh, conformity even more and be like, you know what? I could go more extreme and then it, it actually could encourage creativity in a way. Yep. Brad, it looked like you had something to say. No, I was just thinking through uh, kind of the evolution of AI itself and how, how it's grown, you know, in a short period of time. And, you know, the first several, it was, you know, pulling content from the internet, but at some point, when does it, for lack of a term, become more aware of itself? And mm -hmm. people are playing with that now. And, you know, then it becomes like Skynet, right? You know, if, if AI really learns and evolves and kind of learns on its own because it's learning at such a vast rate, uh, this continual loop, um, is that just because it's looking upon itself over and over or at some point does it shift knowing that that's not the right answer? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, how aware can AI actually get? And that gets into a whole other rabbit trail. But um, I think the tools are there for creatives to do some pretty awesome things. Um, so I think it's the future is how we as creatives utilize that to simplify processes, to get new ideas, uh, to spit out more images so that we can get more things done in less time. Um, mm. That's where we're at right now. 10 years from now, could be completely different. But Oh, yeah. yeah. 10 years, that's like infinity. Uh, to me, I'm <laughs> like, oh crap, everything's well, so fast. You were talking about Onyx, right? And, you know, I bought a t shirt from them probably 10 years ago, right? And, you know, it's, they had some really cool designs, big monkey, you know, back oh, when yeah. Planet of the Apes came out. And, uh, you know, I still have that shirt today. And, but for me to look at our future in 10 years, even looking back 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to predict where we'd be now 10 years mm -hmm. later. And trends the same way. Like two years ago, my daughter, you know, oh, we need a hydroflask. Now it's a Stanley Cup, and hydroflask we've gone, and now Stanley. And it's like things are happening so quickly, and trends change so rapidly. Uh, I think AI is just going to be sad moving forward. I think so. But, well, and, and one of the concepts I had this morning was that, um, you know, in terms of an artist, like an artist has a, a vision in their mind, and then they have to develop all these skills to execute the vision. So they have to say, okay, well, I want, I had this idea for a poster. Okay, I'm going to need to learn how to paint, 
and then I'm going to need to enhance it with graphics, and then I'm going to have to do this. And, and it involves a bunch of skills that you might not necessarily have right now. Now, for AI, I was thinking, well, your average person probably has awesome ideas. They just can't translate them into something that other people can see. So maybe AI is just this medium that uh, you know negates the need for skills. Right. Do you think that's a possibility? Definitely. I mean, uh, I think you know I'm writing a, a book about the creative entrepreneur, right? And mm -hmm. you know, I've kind of gotten into a holding pattern, but part of the process is if you think is as kids, you know, we're very creative and imaginative. But then what happens? We get stuck in a chair every day for school, and that creativity, unless you cultivate it disappears and every kid is pretty much on the same playing field as it relates to creativity and art i mean we all color some in between the lines some outside the lines that hasn't changed but uh, I, I would say ai could have the same effect with a creative that uh, the more you're creating the more ideas you have the less you do the less you create and the less imagination you have and mm -hmm. i think ai would just make that worse if that makes sense Creative laziness. That's a really good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I think that, I think that applies to, to all things. It's like, I'm not the strongest copywriter. And, uh, but we have copyright people, people on our team that that's all they do all day. And they're great at it because they've, they've developed that muscle. It's a, it's a skill. Same thing, same thing with, same thing with design and, and, uh, strategy to be able to see things that other people don't see. Um, I said I, I go back to the I go back to the whole structure of of uh, learning how to use these as not the not necessarily the final the the, the final the 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 secret piece in the puzzle that's going to make it all works, but use it as a tool. It's another it's another thing in your tool belt that that helps you um, take and develop things better, or maybe even come up with more ideas or or iterate in ways that you couldn't couldn't have before that kind of oh i didn't think of it like that i can take it it's like uh, adrian said where he accidentally hit a couple of keys on the keyboard and it's like well crap that that that, that was really cool <laughs> uh, so it's it's kind of that same thing it's like uh, i i started i started doing this this whole creative world thing because i was at a friend's house uh, one night after a party and he showed me a um uh, and one of the green IMAX, one of the original mm. IMAX, and he showed me iMovie on, uh, uh, and I thought, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Uh, I didn't know you could do that. And because I saw that one thing, I, I saw that tool that he had, I immediately went into all the possibilities of what I could do if I had that tool. Mm. And, and that's what started me down the road of doing what it is that I do now. So it's uh, it's people are going to see things when new ideas are presented to them, or they're going to come up with uh, new uh, uh, new ideas by being able to use tools in different ways. Uh, and I said, I think you just have to learn how to use it as a tool and not not necessarily fight it and uh, see how it can improve and uh, take you in direct directions that you weren't able to go on your own. No, I love that concept. You know, AI can never trump experience. And and really, if you think about it, like we all have a phone in our pocket and it can answer any question we want in the world. Does that make us all wise or smarter even? No, it doesn't because people, for the most part, don't even know what's possible. So they couldn't even search for the thing that might make their life a million times better. 
And so what you have to do instead is experience life in real time and stumble through it and be frustrated until you find that thing that's going to uh, change your ability to work or, or live life. Uh, so AI can't replace creatives for the most part. Um, let's say that they can replace bad creatives and they can replace bad marketers. So, you know, the way I kind of looked at it was, uh, cause I was in real estate back in a long time ago, like the mid 2000, mid early two thousands. And back then the internet was new and everybody was afraid that Redfin was going to come in and you don't need real estate agents anymore because Redfin can do it all for you. And well, and Zillow and all these things. And then it turned out that, no, you still need them. And now a boom has happened again. And the same thing happened with a bunch of people becoming real estate agents. And now there's going to be a crash and a bunch of real estate agents are going to not be real estate agents anymore. Um, do you think the same thing's going to happen in marketing? I've gotten an example for you. And this is how AI is, is it can, it's a tool, which we've said. But when you look at, let's say, fast food restaurants, for example. Most are going into automated orders or online, things like that, right? More, you know, AI driven. Zoo is probably the fastest growing, but has the fastest drive through around in fast food restaurants. What, right? Re Chick fil A. Chick fil A. Chick fil A. They get more people through. And how do they do that? By putting people outside in the drive through, welcoming people, taking their orders. They're not doing it online or through a different um, situation but they move more people. And I think people go there as well because they get that personal touch. It's our pleasure, you know, that type of thing. And as AI grows, I think that's going to be a limiting factor to it is because it takes out the personal touch. Hmm. Human connection. Yeah. That was a great point. No, and I, I think that's the so same. I, and, and, and just managing the relationship. Cause at the end of the day, I think if you, when you hire a professional, you are ceding control of the situation to the professional who you respect and knows more than you about the situation. So even if you can do it, like I, yeah, I could figure out how to fix my dishwasher. Am I going to actually do it? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. Am I going to trust my work? Maybe not. <laughs> Am I going to be happy with the result? Maybe not. You know, that's why you go to a professional. I think the people, yeah. I think, that, like I said earlier, I think the people that are going to see it in different ways are the CFOs, the CEOs, the uh, CTOs? They're the ones that are going to see it different and say, "I can, you, I can have the people on my team who know how to use this. I can, I can have three people use this instead of five, uh, five people on my staff, and it will it'll cut my budget by x x amount." And they're going to see it differently than we see it. Uh, so that. The, getting over that is going to be a hurdle because someone's going to tell them about it if they they don't already know, and they're gonna they're gonna ask the question which we ask in our business on a daily basis. What about this? Why aren't we using this? Is this a possibility? And uh, since they're not the ones actually doing it, and uh, we all of us in this room uh, know from a client's perspective, everything is always easier than it's perceived to be. Uh, the uh, uh, getting on board and uh, being able to communicate from an agency standpoint the value of what we offer as humans in doing what it is we do uh, it, it is is the is the main main hurdle that we're going to have to overcome in the next coming years. Awesome. Well, let's let's get really specific, and we'll kind of end the discussion with this. 
uh, one year from now, so the end of 2023, uh, what is the impact of AI? And I, I say this specifically because within the last couple of weeks, the use of it within at least social media platforms is exploding. Everybody's on it. Everybody mm -hmm. kind of acknowledges that it's neat, which I think is a, a catalyst moment for, well, maybe AI is good and maybe I really like what it's doing. And now people are going to go in and adopt it. And to your point, David, things will accelerate. Um, what do you think in terms of the marketing industry impact of AI in 2023? Now let's go through the list. So let's start with uh, Adrian. You know, I think, the, again, the personal experiences, like oh, I think of Gary V when I think of this question, like what would Gary V say, right? What would Gary V do? And I think the personal experiences and the stories and the lives that we're living, those are going to become even more valuable to share and those personal experiences versus the information because information is is infinite it's always expanding it's always growing like the amount of information that we can take in in our lifetime no matter how intelligent we are is what well, probably less than one percent right of, of what's available to us so information is is going to become less valuable right even more than ever and the actual application of that information and how we implement it into our life and and the, the experiences that we're having how i'm going to use it in my business last night i input I got up, my wife said something about, I'd love to get a crunchy cottage jingle. That's her company name. And I'm like, I got up out of bed. I walked over to my to my desktop. I went to the open open chat or G, chat GBT, typed in crunchy cottage and like five or six different things. We make elderberry syrup and fire cider. And then I hit the button and literally five seconds later, it sped out a full jingle. And I read it to her and she's like, her jaw just hit the floor. She's like, I cannot believe how fast that it just did that, right? So my input of her experience, her story, what she stands for, the health aspect, the handmade, like all the elements of her brand, I put that into that and it spit out this completely unique and beautiful jingle. And I was like, boom, there you go. Done. Five seconds. Like literally it was a five You're second. Welcome. You're welcome. $500. That would have taken me a month to come up with of structuring a strategy session, full day, like all these different things. But because I know her brand so well and I've, I've kind of carried and, and helped her build this brand. I didn't have to spend all that discovery time. I just inputted it immediately and it immediately spit out this beautiful jingle. And I can say, I don't like this one, make a new one. It'll spit out another one, right? Within seconds. So I could have eight jingles within a matter of five minutes. And all of a sudden, so those are going to be the kinds of things that I think you're going to see people's, my stories are going to enhance, other mm. people's stories are going to enhance, but the actual information, the knowledge base itself that's going to become less valuable. You're going to see a lot of the same, like like we're seeing now, you're going to see a lot of the same stuff over and over and over again because it's just regurgitating the same stuff. Yeah. That was a great yeah, point. I, th I think that, I think that, I think the current, what is it? The current uh, version of the GPT 3.5, it, it goes back, what, three, four years? Two, uh, 2020, I think. Okay, so oh, two years. So basically, and the whole, the whole, the whole database is supposedly less than 100 gigs. So, uh, if if they want to take and uh, build and improve upon that, they're going to have to expand backwards even further and allow it to go back past uh, uh, 2020. So, you know, uh, I have a similar experience to uh, what Adrian just said is uh, my son came in yesterday and we were talking and I was actually showing him chat GPT-3. And, and if you can't tell that I'm kind of a musician, uh, <laughs> uh, my uh, and my son is as well. And he goes, can it uh, can it write songs and and I let my son loose with it and I open up my computer this morning 
and I see a song that he generated with GPT, uh, the the chat GPT, uh, and oh my gosh, uh, I think Taylor Swift has something to worry about. Uh, wow. He flat out he gave it a description, told it to. He's not. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have it write a breakup song. He's not breaking up with anyone, but it's kind of like I, he just wants to see what it could do, and it's it's significantly impressive. <laughs> Wow. that's all i gotta say it's like and and there's there's literally docs on my computers with versions of that song and then he's like okay have it write a rap song uh have it write a rap song like this artist and as i'm like oh my gosh that's amazing that actually sounds like the phrasing and the way that artist would speak so i think i, I think to your question mark where we're at a year from now it's making it more and more difficult to be predictive on our end where we're going to be at a year from now, because I believe what this is going to touch beyond our circle or our bubble in the creative world, all the elements that this is going to touch outside of that as well, and the possibilities of, of what it can do. Uh, it's really, really hard to predict. And mm -hmm. coming out of the past few years of all the things that we usually, okay, we're going to forecast and we're going to uh, uh, be forward thinking to everything that's going to happen. Uh, we've kind of thrown all that stuff out of the window over the past few years because it's kind of like, seriously. Like, <laughs> but uh, we always want to be forward thinking for our businesses, for our clients, and uh, making sure we're, we're staying on top of uh, on top of what's, what's possible and what's coming. Uh, but I believe, like I said, my belief is it's going to come a point really, really soon where the floodgates are going to open up and it's going, it's going to be like a hockey stick to where it just shoots up about what it's going to be capable of doing. And there, the limits of what it is going to be touching are going to be barely infinite. Well, I think that's uh, that's a huge statement. <laughs> hold on to your butts. That's <laughs> hold on to your butts. this is this is gonna this is gonna be a crazy ride. But like I said, uh, it's it's gonna be fun, and I think that there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be a, a I think Adrian said this at the beginning. There's gonna be uh, people that that uh, that recognize this and get on board, and then there's gonna be others that don't, and they're gonna fall by the wayside. Like uh, uh, and it, the the, the cream is going to rise to the top in, in the situation. And uh, uh -huh. we're, we're going to learn how to use this as a tool within our businesses. We're going to build platforms uh, that improve our processes that we can then offer to our clients and our clients' clients and, and whatnot. So I think that's uh, that's where we should be going with this uh, is figuring out how ways to use it just to improve everything we do as a whole. Yeah, I'll add on to that into the year that really over the next year, we're going to probably do a lot of trial and error. We're talking about what it can do, mm -hmm. but in many cases, AI has failed in various areas. And, uh, you know, Pmax gets a lot of credit because it's the AI driven tool, right? Well, our experience from clients and ourselves, we get a lot of crap leads, uh, at time from that. Is that the AI? Is that us? Well, as AI learns, you know, it's not going to measure up in certain scenarios. And so, you know, we've shifted and done different marketing things, utilizing AI and also other strategies to get that right target customer and to eliminate some of that junk. Because if, let's suggest for a number, if we get 10 junk leads and one of them is good, but we waste time or nine of them, 
that aren't good because it didn't push this good leads. And that way start time and growing the business. And, and that's, I think over the next year, you're going to have a lot of that trial and error as, as tools get developed, as new things come about as it relates to marketing, whether it's uh, performance max or other tools that come out to utilize that better. Um, you know, it, it's going to evolve and, you know, we're going to have to adapt with that as well. No, that makes sense. Uh, I think the point of it being a tool, uh, very valid. I think that, that it's, uh, the people who are creative are going to be used, able to use it. My only fear is that, cause I, at one point I'm like, okay, well the creatives, you know, the cream will rise to the top. It'll be a calling of all these, uh, people who don't care enough, don't have the passion, don't have the skills, don't have the mindset to use this new tool. They'll go by the wayside. But on the flip side, I do think it's going to unlock a bunch of people who are creative that have never really identified as creative because they haven't taken the time to develop mm -hmm. skills are now going to be able to express themselves in ways that are incredible and unpredictable. And it may explode the amount of creatives people in the world because you don't have to spend the next five years learning how to draw or learning how to write a song or learning how to graphic design because you could just be like, oh, I have this concept and it's a panda on the moon and he has a Coke and he's blah, blah, blah. And then boom, oh my gosh, that's an incredible idea. And it's timely and it's, uh, you could incorporate any aspect you want just by talking to a machine. Like that mm -hmm. is incredible. And from, and the other side is for creatives. I think the, the power that we'll have is to be able to go into new environments that people can't understand right now. VR, AR, you know, these environments that are, you know, we haven't had the processing power or capabilities or even the skills, you can't even develop the skills in there a lot of times to make creative aspects in there. Now these machines will be able to translate your ideas into these new environments. And I think those are the environments where real creatives will live and everybody else will be as creative as you want to be. But uh, like your point, David, I think it's a, I have no idea, <laughs> and it's going to be. I, I'd well, rather be, as I'd it rather... relates to art AI, from what I've played with and seen, uh, most of it isn't near where it needs to be yet. Like yeah. as an artist, you know, because you know I see things that most people don't. You know, when David we were first looking at photographs being reproduced, I'm like, I can pick out the AI version mm -hmm. because it's but... not there yet and but so the, the digital the digital generation uh the digital uh the digi digital art is pretty amazing oh yeah that's different now even then yeah. you know sometimes there was a lion that was sent to me by one of my our employees and it looked really cool but details wise like well the eyes, you know, there's certain parts that are off that only an artist would probably recognize or you know i used to have to go press, do press checks and you have to find all the things that are wrong before it gets printed um most you have to get trained for that for the most part or know what you're looking at and these ai tools, people that are using these ai tools they don't really know how to see the things that are off necessarily and mm -hmm. um, that's where a creative can really differentiate themselves from an ai is how do you use those tools to really uh enhance and when they fall short how do you take that and make it your own kind of thing well yeah when well, you right there about falling short and i think where a lot of creatives specifically because it's centered around creatives fall short is not just the relationship building but the sales aspect of being a creative as well and so mm -hmm. many of them are introverted and are afraid to sell uh, mm -hmm. i wrote a poem well i didn't write it the ai wrote a poem i just inputted <laughs> the information for my wife literally in five seconds i just put in like what we had been through her name how long we've been together and it spit out like 
the most amazing poem. My wife read it and she got all choked up. She's like, oh my God, did you write this? And I said, no. Yes, yeah, I did. Yes, I did. I just, I put, <laughs> dude, yeah. dude, I, I, like, take credit. Good credit. You architected it. You architected it. Just take credit. Uh, That's hilarious. I, See, yeah. And so I think the the ability that creatives are going to have to be able to build relationships and and grow relationships using the power of something like ChatGPT is going to be just insane. It's gonna it's gonna level the playing field for a lot of them to be able to actually say what they they want to say in a in a more efficient and and powerful way. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that that really highlights the point. Like it's yeah. it's going to be an enhancer, and I think it's it, it could be whatever you know the creative aspects you want it to be but I, I don't would be but i you know <laughs> yeah i would say mark i would say the, your, the thing about where we're going to be in in a, a year from now uh i would you know the one thing that we talk about in our company is uh that that we always have to be okay with is we have to be okay with change and being being ready to adapt to change and finding the opportunity in the midst of change and as long as we can do that, then we will continue to move forward. If we try to stay where we're at and we keep doing the same thing we did six months ago, we're going to fall behind. Things are evolving mm-hmm. at such a rapid pace that that is that is a simple fact of of be, being able to be a successful business in today's market. Yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, that's a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. Uh, we have too many brands these days that don't have the best products, don't have the best intentions, don't have the best anything, and are ahead of the market they control everything and i think this is uh you know could be the the great uh leveler of uh all aspects of of business and and how things operate so should be exciting uh i think we'll definitely have to keep exploring this maybe we'll do a a webinar if uh you're a listener uh please look for that uh in january 2023 and then next year we should definitely plan on uh meeting again and say oh my god could you believe that happened <laughs> Except we'll all be in a VR environment and we'll be playing pickleball or something while we're doing a podcast in VR. As that long as it's in meta, I'm good with that. In meta. Like, oh, could you believe they won? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll find out. Uh, well, thank you so much, guys. Uh, we'll definitely be chatting about this in the near future. And uh, any concepts uh, you want to elaborate on, we'll probably be making an agenda for that uh, webinar we, we discussed briefly. And it'll be out soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, (laughs) thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you can notify when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who is clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarket.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketing. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. 
One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.